Today's episode of the Locked On Phillies podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. What is up, everyone? Welcome to a very special edition of the Locked On Phillies podcast. I am your host, recent Temple Media School graduate and lifelong Philadelphia Phillies fan, Dan Wilson. And I come to you today on a very special day in Phillies history, frankly. But the biggest day in the offseason, the day in the offseason that essentially the entire fan base has been waiting for JT Realmuto and the Philadelphia Phillies agreeing on a five-year, $115.5 million contract. Again, the 90-day free agency period wait is finally over. All the people who were complaining for weeks and months and frankly longer than for years at this point. Sign JT, sign JT, sign JT. You have gotten your wish. JT Real Muto will be in red pinstripes in 2021 and again signed on for the next five seasons. The best catcher in baseball will be returning to the Philadelphia Phillies in 2021, his home of the last two seasons. And look, I'm excited about this. I think this was a number that for anyone who'd been following the, the negotiations and following his progress and kind of looking where he was asking originally and kind of where this thing had gotten down to. And I thought the Phillies were the front runners for JT Real Muto the day they got Dave Dombrowski. There were some periods and some rough patches in there where it did not seem like this would happen. There were rumblings from JT Real Muto's agent and his camp, if you will, about potential suitors being the Atlanta Braves, maybe the Blue Jays. Well, the Blue Jays got George Springer. How about the Mets? Seemed like they might have been the favorite at one point. They signed James McCann very early in this process. The Braves, again, the late suitor, did not ultimately go after Real Muto. It seemed like they were trying to drive the price up. And I think this is ultimately a price that was compromised, frankly, on both sides, but especially from the Real Muto side. I say it's compromised on both sides because he's still getting the largest annual average valuation, AAV, for a catcher in the history of the sport, $23 million a year. And ultimately, when he entered free agency, his goal was to get the record, and he got the record. But if you remember earlier in the offseason, maybe about a year ago, remember, these were two sides that were heavily scrutinized for not getting this deal done sooner. And a lot of people thought that the second this team allowed him to go to free agency late this past October and into November and the winter months that they would potentially be saying goodbye to JT Real Muto. Well, the Phillies, and I don't give the front office credit often, and few do, actually seem to read this situation correctly. I don't think any reports that he was going to sign on a shorter a deal much shorter than this were realistic. I think this was the best possible scenario for both sides. Again, a lot of people question whether he would even want to come back to Philadelphia, just how frustrating, frankly, this team has been the past few years. And look, the gift of him rolling his eyes as another horrendous reliever enters the game. I believe it was when Jared Hughes was sprinting in and he rolls his eyes and it went viral. And it seemed like Romuto might have actually been getting sick of Philadelphia, and frankly, this team has not done anything in the past few years that would make anyone not understanding if he was. 
But JT Realmuto back on the Philadelphia Phillies. People are excited. If you go on Twitter, you listen to sports radio here in Philadelphia today. You listen to me and my voice. Excited about bringing JT Realmuto back to the Philadelphia Phillies. And it's frankly, if you look at the alternative, if they didn't bring him back and you're sitting here with a pile of unspent money this offseason, a lot of the relievers are off the board. Again, a guy like Brad Hand, who I would have liked to see the Phillies get. He cleared waivers early this offseason. $10 million was the asking price. No one bid on it. He ultimately signed for 10 and a half. Liam Hendricks off the board. A lot of the relievers and other positions that the Phillies might have spent money on, of course, we don't really know what's going to happen with the future of center field. George Springer signed in Toronto. If the Phillies didn't bring back JT Romuto, we were looking at a situation where the Phillies are one of the bottom feeders in all of baseball. And I'll get to this more in the second segment, but with how competitive this division is, there's still no telling that this gets them over the hump in the next few years. I put out a poll on my Twitter today, and a little plug here, at Dan underscore Wilson 4. I put out a poll right after the news broke, just about a few hours ago. I'm recording this. It's about 5.30 Eastern time on Tuesday, January 26th, the day he signed. and. I put out a poll right around 3 o'clock when this news broke. Will the Phillies make the postseason in the next five years? Easy enough question, right? Yes, no, two options. And again, five years being the duration of JT Realmuto's contract. 70% of people said yes. That's a sample size of 33 votes. Again, that poll is still open for the next 21 and a half hours or so. So if you want to chime in there, you want to chime in in the comments, of this podcast and my Twitter mentions, you're absolutely free to do so. I love interacting and debating this kind of thing. But that's the real question you need to ask yourself as you're excited about this move today. Did this actually put them in a position to make the postseason? You have the primes of guys like Bryce Harper and Aaron Nola and Alec Bohm and Reese Hoskins. And you have an aging yet still largely effective when healthy Andrew McCutcheon and we still don't know what the future of shortstop is going to be and you have a rotation that's top heavy but the bottom has questions and last year the bullpen was the worst in Major League Baseball in 90 years and there's been an effort to try and improve that through a strategy that I highlighted on this podcast last week through getting hard throwers and basically tasking this pitching coaching staff this the pitching coach, Caleb Cotham, and the bullpen staff in getting the command and control down pat for guys who have struggled with that in the past. But this Phillies team in a highly competitive NL East, and again, I'll get to some odds and standings and predictions on the other side of this break here. Ask yourself the question, will the Phillies make the postseason with JT Realmuto? Because I don't think it's a lock for yes at all. In fact, I would probably lean no if you're asking me right here, right now, today. The Phillies got more interesting. This is definitely the time of year. Again, it was raining and cold and dreary here in Philadelphia today. And these this is right around the time the Eagles are out of it. Yeah, the Sixers and Flyers are rolling, but I'm a baseball guy at heart. I grew up playing baseball. 
This is the time that when I was a kid in school, middle school, high school, I would look out the window, see how cruddy the weather is here in the Northeast, and I would start dreaming about a trip that I would try and beg my parents to go down to Clearwater for spring training over spring break that I knew wasn't going to happen. And I will give them a little kudos. My mom, who did not grow up a sports fan, did actually go with me two years ago, and I went once when I was in elementary school. It's a fun trip if you can ever do it. And by the way, if you think you can do it safely this year, either through the means of getting access to a vaccine or, you know, you trust going down to Florida, which has been a hotspot through this whole thing, just $45 flights from Philadelphia to Tampa, a round trip. So if that's something you've ever dreamed of doing and you think you can pull it off, be my guest, go ahead. But these are the kind of days where I start dreaming about the upcoming team. And a move like this, you know, my our expectations as Philadelphia Phillies fans, often too lofty because if they were realistic, you wonder whether in many of these seasons we would have any excitement about the team at all. This is when I'm starting to get excited about this Philadelphia Phillies team. This is when I start counting down the days to spring training and pitchers and catchers, and 22 days, by the way, but who's counting, till pitchers and catchers go down to Florida. This is around when I start getting excited, and this JT Romuto signing is what's going to get the fan base excited. It, again, prevents them from being one of the worst teams in all of baseball, which they had a serious potential to do if they didn't sign him. But make no mistake, there's still more work to be done. And again, I'll highlight some more of their National League standing and what this team is actually going to look like in 2021 and beyond on the other side. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Bet Online. Look, there's plenty to bet on right now. I don't think I even need to remind you of that, quite frankly. The big game coming up in less than two weeks, Kansas City taking on Tampa in Tampa You got the GOAT going up against the kid in Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. It's the number one sporting event to bet on all year long, so maybe you want to get in some action on that. Or maybe you want to tone it down a notch a little, just a little small bet on, say, the Sixers, who are taking on Los Angeles tomorrow night. Maybe you want to go into the Flyers, who have a Tuesday-Thursday two-game series in North New Jersey with the Devils coming up this week. Bottom line is, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we here at Locked on Trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On, just like I said, for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, the promo code LOC. K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Also want to tell you about my friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. They have new and improved flavors, including six new ones, 18 total. Caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. But my personal favorite is that cookies and cream. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But the best part about these, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. They are healthy, guys. Built Bars are healthy. They'll help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-in-sugar, 
high in protein, high in fiber, and great for anyone trying to stick to that regimented diet. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get 20% off your next order. One last time, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. More of the Locked on Phillies podcast coming right up, but first I want to tell you about another podcast right here on the Locked on Podcast Network that you are sure to enjoy. It's Locked on Today. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked on Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked on Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked on Today wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing here uh, on the day that the Phillies re-signed JT Real Muto. Again, a five-year, $115.5 million contract brings the best catcher in baseball back to Philadelphia, again, where he spent the past two seasons. And look, I'm excited. You're excited. I was just going off in uh, the first segment about this is the time of year where I start getting excited about spring training and going down in the spring and summer months to Citizens Bank Park and hopefully with the pandemic, we'll all get to a point where we can all safely return to baseball in person. And look, this makes them a competitive team. This makes them certainly a more enjoyable team than the alternative of not bringing him back. And I hate to be, you know, Mr. Negative. I hate to be part of, you know, Negadelphia culture, so to speak, Philadelphia with a reputation of just all, all negative all the time. Right. And I don't, I don't want to be that guy. But I am going to be a realistic guy. I'm the guy who has to come out here and give you my opinion, right? I have to give it to you like it is. The reaction today to JT Romuto was great. And the anticipation and the buildup, again, 90 days. Baseball's offseason moves at a snail's pace compared to literally every other North American sport. 90 days, it's a long time to wait. Bryce Harper was even longer, so I guess we were somewhat prepared based upon that. 90 days seems like nothing in that sense, I suppose. But it's a long time to wait to bring back a guy who was already on your team and was kind of like the culmination of this offseason. But in a way, I feel like it's a bad way to look at it. Look, again, the reaction today was great and it's deserved, but you shouldn't start planning the parade on Broad Street right now. I want to give you some odds courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag who you heard me talk about them uh, at the end of the first break there. These were odds as of two weeks ago for the National League East, which, by the way, is being regarded as one of, if not the most highly contested and toughest and deep divisions in all of baseball as this 2021 season and landscape is starting to take shape. Number one should be no surprise to anyone. The Atlanta Braves come in as three to two favorites. They took the Dodgers to seven games in the NLCS last season. A really, really strong young core that's going to be a force to be reckoned with, already is, for years and years to come. Number two is the New York Mets. And they obviously made a big splash this offseason with the acquisitions of Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. They already have. Pete Alonso, one of the generational talents in the game. 
top of their rotation is a force to be reckoned with. Jacob DeGrom, one of the best pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. They come in at number two with nine to five odds. Number three, it's the 2019 World Series champs, the Washington Nationals. They have 11 to two odds. And then it was the Marlins, who, of course, as you remember, expanded playoffs, but still made the postseason in 2020, 15 to two odds. That means your Philadelphia Phillies, nine to one odds to win the National League East as of two weeks ago. And again, these odds are being factored in with a chance that Real Muto returns. I thought he was the favorite, or I thought the Phillies were the favorite, rather, to re-sign JT Real Muto, especially once they got Dave Dombrowski, a widely known win-now president of baseball operations, who would want to make this team as competitive as possible in the immediate future. I thought Real Muto was always the favorite, especially when McCann signed in New York, especially when George Springer signed in Toronto. I never really bought the Braves rumors. It seemed like this reunion at this type of level contract was inevitable. But make no mistake about it. The Phillies are not the favorites in this division. They're not even close. Maybe this will get them jump, jumping in the books to maybe fourth place. Maybe if everything really goes well, they'll be in third place. But they're still going to be reliant upon an expanded playoff system, which I mentioned earlier. And if you haven't already seen it, the union and the owners not seeing eye to eye on this expanded playoff system long term. We don't exactly know what the future of that is going to be. We don't know what the future exactly is going to be of the designated hitter, which is something that could benefit a guy like JT Romuto, get him more partial off days, as I call it, where you still get his bat in the lineup, and especially towards the back end of this contract. You know, this is a contract I see as you're signing him for five years, but you're really, this is a full court press to make the postseason in the next two or three. As you have Aaron Nola under club control for the next three, this is going to be JT Romuto's age 30, 31, 32, and then into his age 33 season because you have him for the next five years. This is typically when catchers tend to decline. You hope you can get the Taylor end, or the tail end, rather, of his prime. You hope you can get some more prime years of Aranola. You, ho you hope Bryce Harper continues to be one of the best bats in the game. You hope Alec Bohm continues to look strong. You hope Reese Hoskins isn't as streaky, gives you some more consistency over at first base. And you hope this all comes together within the next few years. But you look up and down this division right now, bringing back JT Romuto didn't jump all of those teams. We've seen this team with JT Romuto before. It's last, in the case of last year, it was a 28-win team, granted in a 60-game season, who missed an expanded playoff system because they had one of the worst bullpens in the history of Major League Baseball, worse than 90 years, I think it was. And a rotation that simply didn't have the depth to compete, and there's still question marks surrounding that rotation right now. This can't be, in your mind's eye, the culmination of an offseason and saying, wow, this is what the Phillies needed. We are postseason bound. No, you're smarter than that. You know, and your eyes have seen what this team was as assembled in the past, and you know that bringing the guy back, a catcher no less, who. Again, history tells us that he is now starting to decline. I'm not, say, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. 
Again, this is a contract that I thought was inevitable. Still a few more years than in a perfect world I would have loved to give. I think if the Phillies could have drafted up their own deal, maybe you give them like three years. But don't think that this is the move that takes them over the top. They have made some moves this offseason with regards to their bullpen. Headlined by Archie Bradley. And I expect, if for no other reason that you'd think, knock on wood, this bullpen couldn't physically get worse, that it will take a step up in 2021. But there's a lot more games to play, a lot more innings that need to be pitched in a 162-game season as opposed to 60. And man, oh man, if you think that this is something to throw a parade over, you are sadly, sadly mistaken. Did want to highlight what this, you know, basically starting lineup is going to look like. As we stand right now, the starting rotation, and again, we've seen a lot of these guys before, Aaron Nola, who is the ace of the staff, though I still have concerns. There have been a number of times for the past two seasons where the Phillies needed him in a must-win game down the stretch in September, and he just didn't have it. So I... I think this is a big year for Aaron Nolan. I mentioned they have three years of club control with him left. The time is now to win for the Philadelphia Phillies. And this Romuto contract signifies that. But it doesn't necessarily line up with the timelines of the other teams in the division who are head and shoulders above them in some cases in terms of their talent and development. Then you go down further in the rotation, Zach Wheeler, who I like. They, of course, signed him Last year, Zach Eflin's your third starter. Spencer Howard, who did not have the start to his career that you would have hoped in 2020, but there's still high hopes for him. And then Vince Velasquez, where, you know, we're going to hear in spring training about how this is the year he takes the big step. They're trying him for, I think, the sixth time here. And he's never really been able to take that step. Maybe they go after another back end of the rotation kind of guy. Because if one of these guys gets hurt, now Vinny Velasquez is moving up in the rotation. They also signed uh, Ivan Nova today to a minor league deal. So we'll see what he has in spring training. Maybe he's a back end of the rotation kind of guy. But as of now, again, with 22 days before pitchers and catchers, that's what your rotation looks like. Your bullpen, Archie Bradley, who they acquired this offseason, really liked the signing. Hopefully he doesn't fall into the trap of he joined the Phillies. Now he becomes awful, as we've seen with many, many relievers in the past. Hector Naris, who I think it's better now. I think I think ultimately he's better than a lot of people really give him credit for. I don't think he's maybe good enough to really be a consistent major league closer. But now with R.G. Bradley on the team, he doesn't need to be. He can be a 7th, 8th inning guy. You bring him in depending on the spot, the situation, who's due up next in the lineup. So certainly like to see him back in a little bit more of a Less high-profile role. Got guys like Jojo Romero coming back. Jose Alvarado, who they got from the Rays. Ranger Suarez, who's kind of like a long, one of my favorite baseball cliches, innings eater. He's a long inning, innings eater to come back. He could also be a guy who jumps in, makes some spot starts, back end of the rotation starts should someone get hurt. Sam Coonrod, Connor Brogdon, the hard thrower who they got last year. And then You know, there's going to be a few more spots that need to be filled in training camp. And again, if you want to see the full list, you can just pull up the depth chart online. I don't need to, you know, bore you with some of the more no-name pitchers here. 
But that's kind of the crux of your bullpen as we stand right now. Catcher, of course, the big news today, JT Romuto. How many games will you get out of him moving forward? In the past, we've seen times where he's caught 120, 130, even as many as 140. He's a guy who likes to be out there every day, just not realistic for a catcher. And then Andrew Knapp is your backup, who really showed some good things in 2020. He used to get ripped a lot by this fan base, and just frankly because he produced nothing. But look, I think he's a competent, more than competent backup catcher. He was pretty good in 2020. Reese Hoskins, who they hope to have in full health by the beginning of the season at first base. The middle infield, I'll get to that in a second because that's where a lot of the uncertainty still lies. But at third base, you're likely going to have Alec Bohm. And depending on whether we have a designated hitter, again, you'll have either Romuto designated hitting on days he's not catching. Hoskins, not a great defender at first. Bohm was not a great defender at third. Or essentially an extra hitter who just bats instead of the pitcher. Moving to that middle infield. They still currently have Scott Kingery and Gene Segura, and if they don't bring back Didi Gregorius and they don't sign someone like Angelton Simmons, and by the way, they have a ground ball heavy pitching staff, at least in terms of the starters, so maybe a defensive-minded shortstop who his offensive numbers aren't great, but his defense is incredible and Angelton Simmons would make sense. But if they don't get someone from outside, and those are the two big names circulating around, you're looking at Gene Segura back at shortstop. And you're looking at Scott Kingery playing nearly every day after he was horrendous, just to put it bluntly, in 2020. So that's not something I necessarily necessarily like. You go to the outfield, Andrew McCutcheon, he's your left fielder. Bryce Harper, of course, is your right fielder. And then what they do with center field also remains to be seen. We've kind of seen the Adam Hagley roman Quinn platoon. I'm not a huge fan of it. They only really like it. Hazley, of course, is a lefty. They don't really like to face him up against lefties. Kind of made that decision for him. Roman Quinn, you know, can't really hit all that well. When he gets on first base, he's stealing second. And he covers a lot of ground on defense. But again, another kind of sore spot to watch him give you at bats, three, four, five at bats every night. And the other name that, you know, I'll talk about more as the weeks progress here is what they really do. They still have control over a guy in Odubel Herrera. If you're a believer in second chances, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't be, he did a horrible, horrible thing. And you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, I know he's taking strides to try and rehabilitate himself. But if you're someone who thinks that maybe he deserves a second chance with this team, there's still an outside shot that he's your center fielder just because the alternates really aren't that great. And quite frankly, from a pure baseball sense, we haven't seen him in a while, but he probably is your best option in center field. So that's what your 2021 season is looking like. Again, a lot of familiar faces. They did make some repairs in the bullpen. We were told by this front office, this is a retool, not a rebuild. I didn't expect them to go into a full rebuild, and they've retooled this roster to make some minor improvements. And I expect a competitive baseball team in 2021, but not necessarily a contending baseball team. And that's where I'm at with this JT Real Muto signing. That'll do it for this edition of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Again, hit me up on Twitter at Dan underscore Wilson 4, or of course the Locked on Phillies account at 
LO underscore Phillies. If you want to go vote on the poll or you want to interact with the podcast, of course, you can also comment on the iTunes link. We'd love to hear what you say. This is the biggest news, kind of the news we've all been waiting for all offseason. Again, if somehow you missed it, JT Romuto back with the Philadelphia Phillies on a five-year, $115.5 million contract. Again, that'll do it for today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Stay tuned for later in the week where we'll have more reactions, more guests, and a whole lot more talk about JT Romuto.